One Shot Questers is a Dungeons & Dragons themed podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode's description. everybody and welcome to Monsters in the Mist. My name is Michael. I am the Master of Ceremonies here for this podcast. And uh, yeah, we are here playing in this amazing podcast, TTRPG Adventures, with a bunch of wonderful and amazing people, including, of course, none other than our dear friends, uh, Tori. Oh, oh, hello. Say hello, Tori. Hi, my name is Tori. I'm a quick and neurodiverse performer from Australia. Sorry, we jumped straight into that. I panicked. Um, I'm playing Aaron <laughs> I've had too much caffeine. I'm playing Alice Carroll, um, an up-and-coming dancer who embodies the mythos of Peter Pan. And, of course, the incredible Andrew. I mean, let me Hello. try it again. The incredible Reed. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am Reed. I, I do a bunch of fun things, including resource book. And my character is Liam Beck. And he is um, he's going through some stuff, man. He's... He's going through the ringer on multiple fronts. He feels like a terrible individual right now. It's great. It's a fantastic time. Amazing. And the magical and magnificent Matthew. Ooh, yes, my name is Matthew Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky Matthew. The chaos. Well, I mean, as of this? recording now, it's it's the Saturday before Halloween. That is true. That is true. I'm kind of, kind of. You know, you know, it's still a podcast. No one can see you wiggle your fingers. <laughs> it's also probably going to get released closer to Christmas, right? <laughs> For those of you watching at home, I'm I'm using spooky skeleton fingers as they go towards the camera as I go. I'm spooked. Spooky, solid. scary, scary, <laughs> spooky skeleton fingers coming at your screen. Um, <laughs> Close your eyes and imagine 3D fingers coming at your face. That's what's happening right oh now. Gosh. This yeah. is just chaos. And yeah, of course, man. last but certainly not least. Wait, wait, I didn't finish the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you spent you spent your, your your time with your spooky skeleton fingers, man. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. My name's Matthew Gonzalez. I'm a performer. <laughs> And I'm kind of, I'm a little, I'm a little on the spooky side today. And that's, there we go. Who are you playing? I'm feeling extra spooky. And I am playing... Evan. Evan. You oh, yeah, and I'm playing... <laughs> I was, if, if it makes you feel better, Matt, I was also waiting for Dag to finish his sentence. What are you playing, Dag? I want to know. I know, I was, I was waiting too. I was like, yeah, was Dag, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the fact that you said, I'm not finished, and then I assumed yeah. you were going to talk about your character, and you just didn't. Ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so... I am playing Evan Drake, who is a 17-year-old orphan <laughs> boy who now has the mythos of the ugly duckling. Uh, and of course, last but not least, of course, the host with the most, the absolutely incredible streaming character person <laughs> guy, the person <laughs> who has, of course, perfect hair. We have none Who is other. also the guy. There's also the guy. The guy, the guy with the power. 
the guy with the human, with the guy it's, who it's like is also it. kind of a person. <laughs> the one otherwise known as One Shot Quests, ladies and gentlemen, Duke. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Duke. I am playing Trevor Anderson, the wannabe streamer who holds the power of the player's handbook as his mythos. And to let all of you listeners know why Dag is the one doing the intro here is because I'm incredibly just like not doing well. I'm not feeling very good today. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna lie. Every time the intro happens, because I'm at the very end normally, I'm just not paying attention, eh? Like, I have no idea what you guys are saying up until the point. I know who you are, right? So I'm just like, <laughs> now you have to do it. I'm like, damn, how does he do <laughs> this? So that's why I hope you all enjoyed that <laughs> Unorganized beginning part, <laughs> but it won't happen again. We're letting Dad go. He's <laughs> he's he's out of here. Yeah, we, we know we're supposed to do an arc three, but we're we're just getting a different Dag. We're 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 deciding <laughs> that the Dag from Walmart isn't doing its job well enough. We did get the one wow. from Home Depot. That yeah. was a lot. Home Depot. That was a that was a lot. Are we going? Are we going to go to like Sears, Dag? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we now return to the town of Dunsport to continue our adventures of Monsters in the Mist. We return to our scene several weeks after the events of our previous session. Our group of heroes had managed to ally themselves with the mythos of the Rust Monster as uh, they've managed to, thanks to the power of Trevor and his ability to channel the player handbook's abilities of the druid, communicate with the swarm of cockroaches that happen to be the logos for the rust monster and use them as a network of spies to find other mythoses throughout the city. We now go high into the air above the city as we join Alice. Alice is flying in the air as she does now because she because she can, because she has the power of Peter Pan, when suddenly a giant shadow falls over the sky and over her vision. Um, and she sees a massive griffin um, with feathers shimmering like molten gold in the setting sun soars above her. And as she watches this begin to unfold she watches as the griffin spreads its talons reaching out towards an airplane that is soaring nearby ready to strike its eyes locked onto the plane hungering for chaos um alice sees this happening and sees kind of the impending disaster that is about to unfold on these innocent people that are on this plane um and with a mischievous grin and a gleam in her eye alice soars a uh, wind whipping through her hair as she flies um towards the chaos that is beginning to unfold as alice approaches the griffin uh, the griffin is caught off guard and she weaves through the beast's colossal wings uh, uh, taunting it with a pirouette and burst of sparkling fairy dust um the griffin lunges towards alice but she effortless effortlessly um evades it um, and is darting around, kind of uh, confusing the griffin, and decides that the easiest way to get the griffin away from the plane is to distract it. So Alice is going to kind of 
fly around the griffin, kind of give it a, a kick and a nudge here and there, um, kind of really rile it up, and then flies away towards the city of Dunsport to draw the griffin away from the plane. As the griffin uh, turns and follows, we pan to a different location in which we find ourselves uh, beneath the uh, the city in quite a uh, unique location. Uh, a small abandoned mine that was once uh, on the outskirts of Dunsport uh, is uh, kind of uh, the site of like these, uh, I don't know, small, weird, mysterious lights uh, which follow down into the dark to where we find Evan. Yes. Now, Evan and his duck friend, Mr. Duck. I don't know if I'm calling him Mr. Duck now or just Ducky or Ducks a lot, Quacks a lot. <laughs> with, his, with his accent, it's definitely Sir Duckington. Sir Duckington. Yeah, there we go. That one sticks. Are on their way into the mine because I got a tip from the, uh, the roaches about some suspicious activity happening underneath the city in these abandoned mines. Now, upon arriving, they seem confused because they don't seem to sense anything until they get far enough to where they see uh, a lot of signs that say danger ahead, caution, don't move forward, and what seems to be the remains of a huge explosion and lots of rubble everywhere. They feel a shiver and a tingle go up their spines. They look at each other, give each other like a, something's about to go down as hundreds of arms of skeletons burst through the rubble and start digging their way through, gnawing and gnashing and wailing their teeth, making these disgusting howling sounds. Evan looks at the duck, and the duck goes, <laughs> and Evan jumps into action. He turns into a little hummingbird, and he flies into the ribcage of one of the skeletons. It's almost as like a flash of light, and then the bones of that skeleton explode and go everywhere. And where the skeleton was standing, we now see Evan. What he has done, he has flown into the rib cage and reverted back to his human form. And the transformation is so fast, the skeleton explodes. So the next thing we're seeing is Elton is kind of this little hummingbird that's going in and out of all these skeletons going doof, 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 until the dust is settled and all the skeletons are gone. As the silence fills the, uh, the mine, all of a sudden you hear the sounds of bones rattling and shaking as these bones start rolling together, reassembling into an even larger skeleton. You watch as uh, the duck kind of looks up as this creature is getting bigger and bigger, becoming this amalgamation of the multiple skeletal forms that have, uh, that have been battling uh, Evan. As it stretches its arm, uh, it kind of reaches upwards to kind of hold itself while crouched into this very confined space in the mine. but. At this point, we find ourselves <laughs> away from the mine and making our way back uh, to, weirdly enough, a cemetery. Uh, one that uh, is not dim or dour or anything like that. It is quite a, a beautiful location with a lovely tree and bright green grass. It is very verdant, very full of life. Uh, small uh, garden flowers placed to kind of give the area a, a sense of welcoming and, and, um, and warmth uh, to those who are bereaved. Uh, which is where we find um, none other than our dear friend Liam. Uh, Liam is holding... Um, some flowers, just a, a few flowers uh, as he's standing um, before a grave that reads Velma Beck. Uh, and he's looking down at this grave and he's he's having a, a polite conversation 
with with the with the gravestone and talking about some of the concerns that he has He's like mom would you would you have rather known when when you're gonna die would you would that have helped you in any way i mean i if if i had the ability to tell someone that they might die would that would that be good or, or would that would that make it more difficult and as he's kind of having this conversation uh the his his pocket buzzes and he pulls out his phone and he get he's just gotten a uh, a text from Trevor it just reads uh broaches told me there's evil plants question mark uh, <laughs> look into it question mark and he just looks at his phone and goes uh, sends another one well, please respond <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just says red uh, <laughs> I, I I like it I just I, I Liam just likes the text um, <laughs> down. I'll, 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 thumbs down <laughs> thumbs down um, and so yeah so he goes uh, and he puts it back and, and uh, she just says well we'll pick this conversation up later Quickly, then he drives to to the uh, to the convenience store. As he's going along, he finds he finds some uh, some kind of goes. Oh, let's see, and he's, he starts to look at the stuff. But as he's as he's looking at it, the whole store begins to rattle and shake. And he kind of looks around, and he sees the tiles. They get destroyed, and a huge vinous creature emerges from the ground and begins to look around and starts making its way to the outdoor area where they keep all the manure. And Liam goes, oh, I guess I just found the, I found the, the evil plant monster. He's, he looks around, he goes, I don't know what to, and so he, he finds a, a piece of something, he chucks it at the green giant monster, hitting its shoulder. The monster just kind of, it bounces off his shoulder, and the monster turns its nasty green head and looks directly at Liam, and Liam goes, this was a bad plan. This was a very bad plan. I did not think this plan through, and then he just bolts and runs the other way, and as he does so, the, the giant monster gives chase. As the monster's vines uh, move its body, lumbering through the store, things falling off the shelves, being knocked aside, uh, we now make our way to a different location in the city. Uh, Trevor, uh, you are listening to some uh, some uh, modern youth music, uh, whatever that sounds like. Jake, modern youth music, please. Thank you. Uh, uh, you are on the streets um, uh, during the, the middle of the day as uh, cars and vehicles uh, rush past you as at a crosswalk. Um, you patiently wait for the light to turn green. Yeah, so Trevor, he hasn't been feeling too well after going full Super Saiyan and the Druid. It, it's taken a lot, uh, <laughs> it's taken a huge toll on him. And he, just, he just hasn't been feeling very good. Uh, the cockroaches tipped him off saying that there was a very powerful creature, one that could top all of his other buddies' creatures, and he, he, he would get that top status. And he, he was ready to go until they found, until the cockroaches told them that it was a Rakshasa. And he said, uh, you know, I, I would love to, but is there anything easier that you guys could have found for me? And they did. And with as much motivation that Trevor could muster. He goes to the sidewalk or the crosswalk where he finds the mythos of the black pudding and finds the controller of the black pudding, which happens to be 
an old woman standing on the side of the crosswalk. And Trevor just goes, oh, thank goodness. Okay, hey, lady, do you need help crossing the sidewalk? <laughs> okay, perfect. The, the light turns green, and we start crossing the sidewalk as I take her to where we have to get the black pudding back in the player's handbook. And there's some times where Trevor has to tell the old woman to slow down, otherwise Trevor's is going to throw up. So we, we don't know who really is the hero here or who needs help crossing the sidewalk, but Trev Trevor is doing his best. As you uh, take the hand of the old lady and begin to make your way across the crosswalk, um, this is probably the easiest uh, fight you've ever had. Yes. You're like, this, we'll, we'll nail it. This is, this is, this is just it. <laughs> And that is when the old lady, her grip becomes slightly harder. You realize that despite her withered hand, cold fingertips, and almost paper-thin skin, she has quite the grip. And you realize very slowly that your feet have start to, started to sink into the tarmac on the road at the crosswalk. You realize quickly <sighs> that this old lady has been luring people to this point in the road where <laughs> and using the mythos of the black pudding, <laughs> which is actually the crosswalk. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> All right, so as, as Trevor starts to sink into the black and white stripes of the crosswalk, uh, we now take back to the air the griffin in hot pursuit of Alice as she is weaving, ducking, and moving uh, down back to the city streets. Alice, what do you do? Alice leads the griffin on a daring chase through the city's towering skyscrapers and expertly maneuvering through narrow alleys and bustling streets, uh, her laughter echoing through the urban canyons as she teases the pursuing beast. Rage just continues to grow with every trick and fate that she does um and its massive form smashes through scaffolds and sends cars screeching in all directions and um alice <laughs> is leading this griffin on in a wild goose chase and just when it would seem that the griffin has her cornered she ascends into the sky with a burst of speed leaving it disorientated and enraged Alice spots the perfect escape route, though, down a narrow alley leading to a sewer grate. She speeds up and Alice dives effortlessly through the opening into the sewer. Just before the griffin can react, the beast screeches and smashes into the entrance far too large to fit. In the dimly lit sewer below, Alice emerges and approaches fearlessly the griffin. Woo! Next up, of course, in front of the large amalgamation of skeletons, we return to Evan. Yes. Evan was kind of, uh, you know, he was really excited about, he, he had been training on switching between hummingbird and human, bo human form and hummingbird and human form. That he was like, this is a piece of cake. And now that he's seen this big skeleton monster, he's kind of upset and also kind of like, we got to get out of here. Because he run through a catalog of birds. He's been studying on birds the last several weeks. That way he can know which one to use in the best situation. And Evan is aware that some of the strongest birds, birds that can crack even bone and rocks, is the bearded vulture. So he transformed into a, a bearded vulture. It's as if a flame overcomes his body. He has now orange and red feathers with black wings and an orange beak and black stripes across the front of his face. He then flies over to the skeleton monster, 
places his talons on the arms and starts breaking bone a bone a piece piece flies over to the other arm the arms that were once propping the skeleton monster against the roof are now gone and he's trying to keep his balance but he's too heavy and he falls over very cool uh the shattered bits of bone scatter to the ground the creature tries to pull itself up but uh it, it can't seem to find purchase uh, unlike before when its bones simply scattered these ones are now splintered shards that do not quite put themselves back together as the creature is toppled by what looks to be this amazingly majestic bird. We now run out the back alley of the uh, the hardware store as Liam uh, kicks open the door, sort of bang, knocks over some uh, some pots and pa- uh, pans and like little boxes that are in the alleyway as these twisting vines <laughs> Uh, shamble their way out of the back of the uh, the the building in hot pursuit. Uh, Liam is running and he is he is trying to run as fast as he can. His legs um, are not doing as hot as they used to because they've recently, just very recently, they're on the mend. And so he's running and uh, and he's hitting the cap of the weed killer as hard as he can. As you know, finally it, it snaps open. And just as uh, he he stops, he kind of he trips and he falls flat on his butt. As the monster comes up to him, and it it looms over him, this giant mass of vines just looming over him, kind of looking at him, but it doesn't really have eyes. And he takes this opened um, weed killer and he chucks it right into the center of the weed's mass. But the weed just kind of it it almost looks down and it looks back up again. It doesn't have eyes, but it gives the impression of like really. That was it. But then Liam is like, think, 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 think. And then he realizes, oh, it's because it's just taking too long. And so he uses his chronomancy. And as he begins to speed up the time of the weed killer, starting from the center of the mass and expanding outward, the mass just becomes brown and then black and then begins to crumble as this thing in panic tries to run away. But it's too late. The weed killer is already in it's already been set in motion and it just falls onto the ground. Nice. Uh, as the creature is thanos away, disappearing uh, into, into, the, into the wind, uh, we now come to the scene of this bubbling, roiling bit of street where this old lady is looking down at, uh, at Trevor going, Oh, I'm so sorry, dearie, but it's time for you to die. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously didn't have a backup plan for that. I was just hoping you'd let me just help the me <laughs> just have Trevor help the old woman cross the street and that'd be it. <laughs> um, yes, no. Well, you see, allow me to, to give my expositional backstory while I buy you some time. <laughs> you see, I was a serial killer in my youth, sentenced <laughs> to several <laughs> lifetimes sentenced to several <laughs> lifetimes imprisonment, but soon enough prisons became uh too overpopulated, and they said I wouldn't be a danger to society, and released me on on on, on onto the world. And 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 truth be told, I I was very frail, and I couldn't kill people like I used to. But then I, then I, I invoked came. the sorcerer. <laughs> Fireball! Fireball! <laughs> Fireball. I am gonna use. I am gonna Fireball. use friends at first level and cast it on the old lady, and have her be my <laughs> friend. She says. Now that I've shared my horrible backstory with you, I don't feel like killing you. I feel like maybe it's finally somewhere somewhere in this world there's someone who understands me. Yeah, I would listen. And 
She helps you up. Thank you. Sorry, I just, I really just didn't have the motivation. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Granny. I just, I just really didn't feel like dying today. So, like, I'm glad we could come to this understanding. Could could I take you to this cafe? It, it's pretty close. <laughs> you find yourself in a cafe. You are sitting down with a serial killer, having some pancakes <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> She's really going to town on that cereal, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I love me the cereal. Oh, um, no, no. <laughs> you know that power that you have? Could I, could, could I borrow it for a second? Oh, ah. Yes, of course. What are friends for? Perfect. She uh, she reaches over to you and uh, and takes your hand. Uh, as she does so, uh, you feel PB's power kind of manifesting inside of you. You feel that magic swelling in you, and you feel this energy pulling from it to you, and then uh, you sort of hold it in your hand. Now, you don't need to do anything with it. You can just simply release it, and it'll return to the monster manual. I'm just going to release it. <laughs> All right. So as she takes it... Uh, <laughs> He watches it transforms uh, and begins to take on these variety of different uh, colors. It starts to um, rise to the into the air. You've seen this a few times now. And uh, as it does, you see that it starts to unravel. The words that are written in the monster manual now being made of these um, motes of energy swirl and spiral in the room before flying out in all directions. Inevitably, the, uh, the old woman starts to come to her senses as your friend spell wears off and she's like, uh, wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, Trevor's gonna get up and he's gonna be like, um, yeah, so I, I, I needed that power. It's gone now. It's fine. I, I need I to go lay down. No, just sit down. It's fine. It's fine. The, the, the waitress and the cook here is gonna take care of you. It's gonna be great. Uh, I, just, just sit here. No, no, Tab's taken care of. I can't of. believe you've done this to me. I, I just... Oh, you, you will rule the day, young man. I'll rule the day, yeah. I'm going to go over to the waitress and be like, I'm so sorry. I brought I brought in another serial killer. Just call the cops and Trevor's going to just leave. I'm not Like, this isn't the first time Trevor has brought in, like, a serial killer who had a mythos and he's just brought them to the cafe. <laughs> yeah. you, watch as, you watch as the um, the, the Greek woman kind of turns around, looks, looks at this old woman who's picked up a butter knife and just thrown it in your direction, but it's like just landed on the floor. <laughs> She's, she just like kind of goes and picks it up and and uh, pours her another coffee. <laughs> She's just like, oh, I'll kill that young man. <laughs> the uh, last thing I do. Cinematic right. shot. Cinematic shot. Trevor walks by the windows where the grandma's sitting, and you just see a projectile pop it right behind them. <laughs> <laughs> we find ourselves now um, back at the uh, the scrapyard. In fact. Not too far away from the southern part of Dunsport is a old and worn down um, recycling facility. Uh, it is uh, well maintained and well worked. And this is where our heroes have uh, made home for our lovely resident roaches and the rust monsters. Uh, their ability to eat metal and the like have come in very helpful in terms of the waste disposal of much of the city's uh, metallic waste. And our heroes, uh, through their various exploits, have now managed to spend the last few weeks gathering more than a few of the creatures from the Monster Manual. As you are, uh, you're walking up 
to the scrapyard, Trevor, you have in your hand just like uh, like a bottle of like cold and flu medicine that you're basically taking like their Tic Tacs. You can see that there's uh, everyone's kind of like waiting for you and assembling. You, you've been told by the roaches that they've got a lead on someone, but yeah, it'll need all of you for this one. Alice, you're 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 there and uh, you've uh, you've kind of had a, a an opportunity to uh, enjoy your your career a little bit. I have a question for you. Yes. Did you? end up going on that date thing with the stallion. Oh, okay. So no. So she did not bail okay. on everyone. Um, right. But so, she would have tried to go to like, like, because she, he gave uh, her his card. The number, so she yeah, would have yeah. like tried to like get coffee with him or something. In a non-flirtatious way, though. Unfortunately, DeStallion is very disappointed at that, because obviously you saved his life, and he was very smitten mm. uh, oh. by you. And he he understands, and he's got to look after his career as well. Uh, you leave on amiable terms, but uh, but uh, but that's about it. Um, as far as as far as getting jobs and stuff goes, you've got a couple of gigs here and there, but you know, like it's uh, you know, you 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 think from time to time, like you know, the not not so much to leverage a relationship in the celebrity space, but but the idea of like, you know, um, he was a nice guy. He was a, he was very gentlemanly. He was very, you know, like again, he he didn't like push any boundaries and things like that. Uh, Reed, when uh, Liam managed to eventually get his cast off, you uh, started to again gain a, a little bit more traction in terms of being Liam the Magnificent. Uh, your exorcism of the old folks' home and this angry spirit that's there is now made newspapers everywhere. There are lots of people talking about the Magnificent Liam, and of course you have no, none other than um, the old woman and her husband Henry, who attest as, as first-blooded witnesses to the exorcism. <laughs> uh, even even the fact that you'd managed to find the deed to uh, her house that was being usurped by her evil uh, brother, um, you know, this is, a, this is a story that everyone is telling right now. So you, you've, you've accrued quite a bit of fame. That being said, you have a tremendous Tremendous debt because you lost a Bentley. Yeah, that that car, that car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can you do, Evan? You have uh, you got a job. <gasps> what? I got a job. You got a job. It was at the place you you went to. And what was that place again? First one didn't work out because his uh, the papers he was gonna use got stolen, didn't they? <laughs> I apologize. He was walking down the street one day and he was stopped and he was and by this woman who was like, "You have fantastic style." hold on, are you free today? And Evan was like, yes. And she takes him into a studio and she's like, okay, now take off your clothes. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, this is for a modeling agency. You know, like we're, we're, we're going to see if you got what it takes. Cause he's so handsome now. Sorry, and, can I can uh, I also can I also just just for some clarity and context, Evan at this stage in the adventure is eighteen years old and uh, <laughs> is in the body of a thirty-something-year-old man. Just cycling but back. Yes. Also, as a quick disclaimer, if somebody randomly pulls you to uh, to their office <laughs> and then tell, instructs you to take off their clothes for a modeling agency, don't do it. Anyway, continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially if there's a but, big black couch in the room, just <laughs> leave. Yeah, just, Full disclosure. But in this situation, <laughs> it, it was like totally fine. It like worked. And right. uh, now he has a job at a modeling agency. Okay. And he goes in and wow. gets paid good money to take take pictures every a couple times a week. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for uh the name of your photographer. Uh Tanya. Does she talk like this? Hello, my name is Tonya. Yeah, your she's like a 
yes, I like to shoot things, but because we are not currently, uh, yeah, I, I so I shoot with camera, and <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yes, Trevor. Over the last few weeks, you've been seeing some success on your streaming uh, platform. Really, uh, have I? Yeah, with what system? With your phone. Oh. <laughs> It works. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where there's a stream, there's a way. You know, that's just how it is. But here's 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 the kicker. You ready for this? Okay. So with all of your equipment having been destroyed, a friend of yours reached out, right? Really cool guy. Um, he's in Australia. <laughs> and he um, <laughs> and he basically and he basically <laughs> says, Hey, listen, why don't we do a podcast together? Until you know, like try and raise some funds to, you know. Get you a new computer and get all this stuff up. I hear that the city has like a ton of weird things that are going on. So what if we do a podcast about that? Talking about all the strangeness that's happening in the city, right? We can call it something like, you know, uh, the city of mist. Maybe even some monsters in that mystery. Oh, I got it. Dude, I got it. We'll call it Creatures in the Fog. Creatures in the Fog. What do you think? I I love it, and I knew uh, love your friend it. loves it too. And it again, and it has, <laughs> and it has taken off. It's actually done uh, remarkably well. Um, it is now uh, the city's number five uh, podcast that people listen to because a lot go. of people phone, a lot of people phone in about like things that they've seen or things that were really unusual. Uh, and uh, and of course, yeah, you've you've made enough money to to get your streaming rig back up and running. You've you know started seeing a measure of success there. And uh, yeah, Creatures in the Fog is a uh, is a is a is a winner. But uh, but yes, you've seen that you've seen this measure of success, which is of course also afforded you a lot more time than you had before oh. when you were uh, on a regular streaming schedule. Obviously, you streamed quite a lot. But now that you've got the podcast and that's making you some money, you've had enough time to be able to actually uh, focus a little bit of your attention on the capturing of these mythos. Mm -hmm. And it's been a, it's been a while, like not not too long, like maybe about a week since you've seen each other together, uh, you know, like all at once. But yeah, you gather here at the scrapyard and get to see each other um, in all your various forms of success as Trevor, still sporting his sickness, uh, has arrived. Uh, hey, guys. Why are you... <laughs> Acting more, <laughs> you're already sick. You're there. You told, you're yeah, in, you told me I was just sneezed acting. on. The method acting. No, no, yeah, oh. no, no. Yeah, your method because you're you're you are right. sick, dude. Like that's right. the thing. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't need to pretend to be sick. You are sick, dude. That's commitment to the bit. That's commitment yeah. to the I role. It. I love it though. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be more sick for you, Dag. Fully <laughs> <laughs> sick, bro. <laughs> Hey guys, what's hey, buddy? You you sound a bit rough. Oh, it's it's fine. It's you know it's just the common cold. I I mean, we, PB and I tried to do the cleric stuff and we tried to heal, but you know what? Nothing nothing can heal. Nothing can cure even the common cold. Not even magic. Not even magic. Let me repeat that. Not even magic can take away the common cold. <laughs> I think we I think we got it that not that not even magic can I, can take away the common cold. Are you sure that that is just the you you seem mentally out of it too? Are you sure it's just the common cold? There is yep. nothing common about the cold that grips Trevor. Let me tell you something. This cold 
is a creature forged from the very fires of Abaddon. Pestilence itself gave birth to the name of these tiny microscopic fiends that now invade every pore and orifice <laughs> of our poor leaking and dripping oh. Trevor. Ooh. Leaking and dripping. Ah, yeah. that's and pussy as well. Mm. Ah, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? What? Uh, so, what's this uh, social visit about? And as he does that, he's gonna back up to make sure he's about six feet away <laughs> from Trevor. Uh, as you as you back away, everyone takes like this big step away from Trevor. All of a sudden, you see the the roaches start to. Uh, gather up. Now, since the time in which you'd last spoken to the roaches, they have developed a, a way of communicating with you guys. Uh, they begin to um, walk over what looks to be a large, inky um, like kind of uh, tray uh, and start to scurry across um, bits of paper. As they do so, they begin to write out letters and, and words as they continue. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are listening, um, just FYI, Matt just got some sort of delicious beverage and did not bring anything for everyone else. I just no. want to point that out. What the heck, Matt and Matt's girlfriend not giving Matt's us girlfriend anything. not providing us with drinks as well? How the dare you? The audacity. so kind of get me a soda. It's called the Louie Louie. It's a 16-ounce Diet Mountain Dew sugar drink with some yummy add-on syrups in there and a cookie, the chocolate one, and a... Peanut butter chocolate cookie as well. Thank you. Oh, I wait. love you. Yeah, is yep, that soda vine? Soda vine. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want I just want the podcast to know that Matthew is enjoying uh the uh the delicious cookie. He's got a little uh, he is bounce dance. S- swaying, little bouncing, yeah, little thing going on. He's very happy. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> The cockroaches spell out that uh, a sing uh, well, first of all, a single word. Uh it is Noel. G N O L L. The second word they spell out, because again, they can't write full sentences, they are still cockroaches, uh, is <laughs> tailpipe. And the third thing they spell out is not really a, um, a word, but more of a symbol. Uh, it appears to be a skull with what looks to be two large wrenches on either side, uh, almost like a skull and crossbones uh, visage. Either any of you, uh, well, actually, no, all of you, can roll me an investigation check to see if you can figure out exactly what the hell this symbol means. <laughs> Trevor got a good old-fashioned four. <laughs> a four. Evan got a five. <laughs> okay, five. Evan's just like, well, frick, I don't. Liam got a, I don't speak. a newfangled six. I got a seven. <laughs> wow! Alice got a seven. Four, five, so six, one seven. Of you Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Alice, as you see this symbol, you recognize it before. You recognize it from your dance classes. There is someone who you've danced with that you've seen this with before. Uh, one of the dancers has it as a tattoo on their lower back. You know that it is a tattoo of a biker gang. Oh, oh. God. It is Dead Man's Renegades. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the dead man owns that renegade. Because the renegade's like, yeah, we're renegading. And the man's like, but I own you. And they're like, ah, oh, Frank, you own us. <laughs> I own you! Anyway. Um, I will... Alice will pass on that information to everyone else and say, oh, that that symbol um, is uh, like the symbol for um, a biker gang, the 
dead man's renegades. So there's there's a there's a knoll in the tailpipe of a man from Dead Man's Renegades. Is that what's a knoll? Do you um gonna look at Trevor? What's uh do you remember what a, a knoll is, sick boy? <laughs> As he's like taking like a swig of like uh like Nyquil brings it back down. You, you really should not be just drinking that stuff, by the way. It's, ah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Trevor uh, like rubs his temples and he goes like, okay, like think of a werewolf, d- but it's a hyena. And that that's really what a knoll is. Oh, so, so <laughs> knoll, tailpipe, dead man's renegade. I, I don't think a werewolf's going to fit into a tailpipe. No, but I think they're just saying that maybe that they're is a knoll among the dead man's renegade? Evan chimes in because he only got a five. <laughs> Evan, yeah. It's like, don't worry, Trevor. I will take this one. You please. Go. <laughs> Evan thinks he's got it um, because he rolled a five. Um, and he's like, well, obviously the tailpipe means that the tail of the wolf hyena thing is probably just like a pipe. Because it's ta- like, you know, like a tail pipe like it's a pipe for a tail that is exactly so, correct yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> evan just like high fives himself and, the, and he gives the duck like a little like headbang like a little like cowabunga dude like noggin it's a good thing you're pretty <laughs> Thank you. I, I really needed to hear that today. You're welcome. Tanya didn't think so. so. Would I know where to find the dead man's renegades? Uh, unfortunately, with a six, you do not. But you could always ask your your friend who has the tattoo. Okay. I'm a, Alice is going to call her friend with, yeah, with said tattoo. Well. Does said just, friend have a name? Uh, yes. And it's a good name, too. Uh, her name <laughs> is <laughs> Her name is uh Charlie. Charlie. I love that name. Um yes. well, how about I give Alice will just kind of look at the three guys and just is just like kind of shaking her head a little bit just like these fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy, no. No, no. I just, just want to see what a bikey's like homepage website looks like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, here's all of our listed activities. You know, if you want to buy some crack, you know, just visit our store, you know, our merch store where you can buy a shirt. We're having a social this weekend. Uh, loved ones are invited. A bake sale to raise money for. All caps. It's just like the hyena does not have a metal tail. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just in case you thought it does. It. And then even smaller parentheses, like, please stop asking us this question. <laughs> Um, All right. Alice is going to call Charlie. Uh, she picks up the phone. Yeah, this is Charlie. Who's this? Uh, hey, Charlie, it's Alice. Alice, Alice. Alice, uh, Alice, Carol. Oh, oh, hey, hey, what's what's up? No, what? Sorry, I, I can't hear you. I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere a little loud. Uh, uh, you can hear the sound of, like, engines, like, revving around nearby. That's okay. I just, I just have, um... Actually, just wanted to catch up with you. Uh, where are you? I can come to you. You wanted, you wanted to catch what? To catch up with you. Where are you? Uh, I'll come oh, look, to look, you. I, I, I can't hear you. Okay, everything's just too loud. Look, come, come, ca- come, chat with me. Uh, look, I'm at the tailpipe. Okay, it's like a bar. Uh, you know, uh, just, just, uh, <laughs> just, 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 just
Son of a bitch. Alice <laughs> <laughs> uh, is just um, okay. Okay, you were and so hang close. You were so, I was, you were so close. Uh, I was right there. It's technically like a bar pipe. Yeah, I just want, really I just want you to know. I had, I had you, you, I, you had my full support that <laughs> whole time. I think yes. we should send Trevor home. <laughs> I think Trevor yeah. should not be here. PB, PB, PB is also because PB's manifesting with Trevor. PB's also kind of sick, and <laughs> like, and PB is like, you do you have any idea how hard it is when you're you, you for your nose to run when you don't have one? Oh, I bet the congestion's Dude. awful. Yeah. Just all the mucus just leaks from within. Oh, it's like Ew. my life is a natural one. All right. Well, that's we didn't need to. Uh, that that's a lot of information um okay so we're gonna Seepage. go and uh, we're gonna go and meet charlie who is my friend we're gonna go meet her at the tailpipe which you know because now we can see null tailpipe uh, uh dead man's renegade that's so we're gonna go find a null at the tailpipe which is a bar a null doesn't look like any kind of cat right just making sure uh, well, I believe from what uh, Trevor said, a knoll looks like kind of like a werewolf, but also a yeah. hyena. I, I, yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, so we should all be fine then. We should all go to the <laughs> knoll. Look out, Adbarian is here, and I know your parents said not to spoil you, but I'm gonna spoil you anyways. With this episode's sponsor, OneShot Questers Patreon. Our content is made possible by the incredible Patreons who support us there. By becoming a Patreon, you'll gain access to awesome perks such as early content releases and ad and sponsorship-free viewing. Plus, you are my favorite. Don't tell the others. Also, plus, if you're hearing this ad, that means most, if not all of our episodes are available to listen on our Patreon page. So what? Why wait? No, seriously, why are you waiting? Take the plunge and pledge to our $5 tier or higher, granting you immediate access to all of our fantastic episodes. Simply visit patreon.com slash oneshotquesters and you can also find a link in our description for easy access. Pledging is one of the best ways to show your support, so if you feel like we deserve it, go ahead and pledge today. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. As you guys get into uh, the vehicle that you guys clearly have previously established as the vehicle that you all use when you're all together because one of you clearly has a driver's license and hasn't got <laughs> it destroyed Bentley. Fan. Yeah, um, <laughs> you drive your way. You drive your way to eventually come to the uh, to the small. Uh, bar where indeed you can see a series of uh, motorbikes lined up against the wall. The sound of engines is just deafening. It is everywhere and you can see that there is a, a ton of these very, very big, muscly, tattooed individuals um, who are all sporting uh, spiked kind of classic worn weathered uh, motorcycle jackets, each with the same skull and crossbones symbol uh, that you had seen uh, the cockroaches put up. As you disembark, 
you begin to make your way in. They do not stop you from going in, but they do give you weird looks because you are definitely not dressed like you should be here. As the door swings open, inside there is the sound of the karaoke machine blaring uh, like like heavy metal music. Uh, you can see that the walls themselves are covered with tons of like decorations and the like. You even see half a motorbike has been like sawn off and like stuck onto the wall, like kind of like a shenanigans <laughs> kind of thing. Like boom, just there's a freaking half a motorbike. Uh, you can see that there is a giant <laughs> ox skull on one of the walls. Uh, the bar itself is filled with like carving marks where people have like carved like I love Sam or you know like hedgehog yeah or whatever you know whatever whatever hedgehog see trend setting uh, as <laughs> uh, and you can see that there's just this constant smell of like uh, cigar smoke and uh, and alcohol that permeates every part of this this place uh, you don't see Charlie uh, but you do see a big group of these dudes with uh, these jackets kind of sitting around talking to each other against what looks to be a back wall filled with uh, photos of people who like family photos kind of thing, you know, like little little portraits of like themselves with people and a whole bunch of stuff. Evan uh, just kind of like looks at everyone and he's like, oh, are they here? They look like they're ready for a photo shoot, too. <laughs> and uh, he goes over and talks to one of the gangs. He's like, hey, like what like what company are you with uh, the guy you're looking at is uh is called one-eyed dan <laughs> wow as he turns up you you can see wow. that you can see one-eyed dan has a uh, a burn mark on like one side of his face as he turns to see you he's like what company am i with i'm with the dead man's renegade boy you got a problem with that and <laughs> alice is just going to come over she's like no 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 problem we love your work. We you see two other guys sort of stand it. up. Okay, sorry, we're just we're here to see Charlie. She's a, she's a good friend of mine. <laughs> she, uh, you watch as a couple of individuals. Now, again, this is a very important element to any good game master. Um, creepers be creeping. So I'm going to check in with Tori. Tori, is it okay if some of these individuals are a little creepy? Go for it. Sweet. Okay. I love it. Uh, they as start you say doing that. like these spooky fingers towards you, like towards the camera. Spooky fingers. Okay. Some of them, uh, you know, again, there's there's three of them that are pretty primarily in front of you. But as you say that, a couple of them, a couple, one of the guys sort of stands up and moves around. They're almost like trying to surround, uh, surround you as one of them says, yeah, we're friends with Charlie too. And uh, I bet we could be good friends as well. And he uh, he kind of moves like a little uncomfortably closer to you. Alice is just <laughs> she's just gonna kind of like look to her people uh, to see if anyone is gonna do anything. Uh, um, and she's just like, yeah, I'm sure we can be great friends. But um, I am here for Charlie. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one to Trevor. Trevor, oh, I just want to see what Trevor does. <laughs> I'm just. Trevor is gonna stand up and he's gonna be like, hey, hey, stop. <laughs> Alice is gonna whip out her phone and start texting the stallion. <laughs> She's gonna text the stallion, hey, you free tonight. Oh, oh. 
savage. Evan kind of uh. places himself in front of Alice, and he's kind of like naive to the situation because he he's realized he's so beautiful now, and so he's just kind of like naive to everything. <laughs> and he he says for Alice, he's like, actually, that would be fantastic. I would love to be friends because everything is about connections. That's what they taught me at work. So let's be friends. And he tries to give one eyed Dan a hug. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, you're gonna get bashed. <laughs> All right. You're well the living shit beat out of you. Holy shit. Okay. Uh no, I mean it's fine. Look, to be to be fair, to be fair, and this is a PSA for 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 those of you who are in motorcycle enthusiast clubs. Some of them are really nice people. Absolutely. You know, you never know. Yeah. I don't even know right now. Yeah. So let's go with change the game and see how nice these guys yes. are. Uh so um yeah, you're gonna basically roll to see if you can give yourself the advantage of making it so that these guys are less hostile. I got a 10. Oh, uh, 10's pretty good. All right. As you go for a hug, One-Eyed Dan uh, looks at Alice and the others like, is your friend okay? <laughs> uh, he gives him, he gives you a hug, but uh, but he, he it's it's like he's kind of almost viewing it like it's like a, you know, uh, is this like some sort of like college bet or something? Like, you know, hey, let's go to like this really mean seedy dive bar and go hug a big scary looking dude. <laughs> so he's a little bit trepidatious about it but we'll give you and give you a returned hug as well as this happens the bathroom door kicks in and uh charlie walks out oh my god alice ah you're sorry i i didn't recognize the phone number it's good to see you um hey uh around for alice and my other friends uh, Dan, what are you doing? Why are you, you gonna ask this dude out on a date? And Dan's like, oh, no. And he just like <laughs> steps back. And just like, yeah. Uh, just like blushing, like, oh, no. <laughs> never. <laughs> what is happening? What are these feelings? What are these feelings? Just, just has this, this moment. Uh, he, the, the three of them now seeing that Charlie does recognize you kind of move to the, uh, move back to what they're doing they're kind of chatting among each other and charlie gets you guys around and says so uh so yeah you know it's it's been a while i mean like you know uh what, what have you been up to uh who are your friends yeah no i i feel like i haven't seen you in in class in so long i just had like thought about it today um and was like wow haven't seen charlie in forever um and thought just you know just wanted to like catch up see how you were doing oh this is um liam uh this is uh evan uh this is hey. trevor um she says hey yeah. and as she takes one of the beers that the bartender now puts in front of you she takes one of them uh you watch as she puts it uh in her belly button and you just hear this as she pulls the metal cap off <laughs> liam is now infatuated oh that is a that is, that is a dope. How did you do that? <laughs> Dance classes. Uh, definitely more from just learning how to wiggle about. And then she like starts to skull the beer. <laughs> Alice is going to take a, a take one of the beers, but it is not going to pop it with her belly. She's got a softer stomach. Um, <laughs> and so she just like uses a, a ball opener and starts drinking. How have you been? What are you what are you up to at the moment? Like, I feel like it's been forever since. Like, are you still dancing? I feel like I haven't seen you in class in ages. Oh, no. I mean, I, I had to put all that behind me, you know, had to start looking after uh, some of the boys. I uh, got into a bit of trouble. So, you know, uh, I've been taking over here. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, you know. I mean, d d do you like it here? 
Yeah, no, I do, and uh, it's uh, it's been it's been really good, you know. Like everyone's been been super supportive, and I feel like I've really found my pack, you know. Like people who just get me and understand, you know. I don't just uh, I don't understand me. I guess. Yeah. Uh, as she as she finishes uh, her bottle, uh, she she puts it down, and almost immediately, um, you know, like the bartender like throws it away and. Another person, an- another beer is basically put down in front as well. So what do you, what do you do here? <laughs> what don't we do? We uh, we hang out. We share stories. You know, we look after the neighborhood where we can. You know, there's a uh, you know a few people in in you know in Dunsford who uh, often forget to check themselves, and we're here to check them. And you hear that you know all the 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 guy all the everyone in the gang just starts like Aah! freaking you know cheering and 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 uh, and all these other things made up a word oh, but that's there now. Like, <laughs> sounds looking, very no <laughs> So you're you're like looking after the innocents in the neighborhood. Well, you know, those that can pay for it. Yeah, that's 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 kind kind. Well, I was about to say that's kind of what we're doing here. Um. This is this is gonna sound crazy. Um, have you noticed anything weird happening in their na- in the neighborhood here? Like we've been noticing some weird stuff happening, like around near the dance studio. Um, have you noticed anything like that happening here? Weird how? Just like unexplainable incidents. Oh, you mean like that cheesy guy and his podcast, you know, fog monster, <laughs> yada, 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 some man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gonna gonna pipe up. Never yeah. mind, he's gonna sit right back down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say, Alice would have been like, to the side, just like with her elbow, just like, shut, shut up. <laughs> don't, this is not your time to pipe up, sir. Um, yeah, no, we, we don't believe in that conspiracy theory uh, who's a magic nonsense. Uh, oh, yeah, no, no. I bet, I bet the guy lives in like a van with a tinfoil hat or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's pretty lame. Trevor is just going to be like staring at her, but all the only thing that's going through Trevor's mind is Charlie has a belly button beer opener. What the F? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. There was just some like weird stuff happening that like I don't know. It felt like there was no actual explanation to. And yeah, we were just like keeping a lookout to see if anything was happening around here. But uh if not, you guys seem to have this area pretty pretty under control. All right, we're gonna give you guys an investigation check here as you are uh as as your as your line of questioning has uh, has gone down. Okay. Yeah. This Can is- I? Can I add my bullshit detector? Yes, you may. Also works best on sleepers. Can I add that too? No, you may not. Oh, oh, oh no. Fair enough. Uh, I got a nine. Okay. Twelve. Seeing if I could crit. <laughs> Eleven. Jeez, guys. I, get a ten. Come on, Matt. Get a ten. Uh, I got a five, but can I do <laughs> add sense threat to that? It'll and still fail if it's a six. Uh, calm emotions because I'm kind of diffusing the situation with Dan. Mm. And I, oh, oh, you know what? Sure, I'll give you that one. If if for nothing else, I'll give you a circumstance <laughs> bonus because you you made friends with Dan. Yeah, and and I, I lean over to Dan one more time while they're talking about podcasts. I'm like, Dan, you kind of look like someone who'd like a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, before I, before, yeah, before the accident, I was actually podcast Dan. 
Oh, you were podcast Dan. I was podcast oh, Dan. With podcast podcast Dan on like yeah. the, like that yeah. show. But then yeah, but then <gasps> uh, but then then the accident happened. Then I became one eye Dan. <sighs> well, hey, I think your one eye looks amazing. Oh, thank you. And Evan, it means that means a lot to me. Now, as um, <laughs> as this happens, you all get this strong sense of um, something is wrong. As she looks at you, you've cho- she's chosen words that are very interesting. You know, um, the fact that she feels like she's at home in a pack. She feels uh, like she's protecting people, but for a price. You know, these sentiments sort of speak out to you, and uh, several little bits of information suddenly gather to you. The people on the wall, the the photographs that you've seen, are everyone's families and the like. But there's one person in every single photo, and that's Charlie. You then notice that even though they're kind of milling about and talking to each other, truth be told, everyone's got one ear listening to everything that Charlie is saying. You also notice that Charlie doesn't seem to be paying for drinks and doesn't even seem to be telling people anything. Like she'll put her beer, she'll put her empty glass down and the bartender will take it away without exchanging any words whatsoever. It is then you realize something uh, very important. Who got the 12? That was Liam. You remember something you read on the back of a crisp packet one day, and that is hyenas are actually a matriarchal society, and they, uh, the alpha for a pack of hyenas is usually a female. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. So Charlie is, Charlie is uh, on her fourth beer now and uh, immediately asks whether or not your friends are allergic to beer. Um... Don't are people? Is that a thing? Are people allergic to beer? Come on, guys, drink <laughs> up. I, 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 uh, um, a, a mai tai. May, is there a mai tai around? I. This is not the kind of place for a mai tai. Take the beer. Trevor's gonna raise his hand. Do you guys have any milk? Oh, for I'm so sorry about them. You, I shouldn't you bring them anywhere with me. Behind, <laughs> behind the bar, you watch as this very very large individual comes up. With a mai tai and a uh, like a like a like it's almost like a, 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 a like what do you call those like shapely vase kind of glasses? A tiki it's tiki a, glass. Not yeah. not the tiki glass. It's like it's it's almost literally like a like a vase. Oh, like a weep? Yeah, that one. Yeah, one of those glasses. <laughs> that, yeah, you, you would know it if you knew the gesture, but you can't because you're in a podcast. So just enjoy a very shapely glass of milk. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Evan. I love shapely glasses of milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very fine-looking milk. This is the we point. call it a virgin Russian. Evan. Virgin white Russian. Well, I call <laughs> it delicious. And Trevor's going to start drinking the milk. <laughs> Evan's kind of, like, nervous because he's, like, never drank before because he, like, just turned 18. Is this he's your like, first I beer? drink. He's oh. like, uh, no. He, he's like, no, I drink all the time. In fact, I can't stop. I do it so much. Go on, go on, Evan. Like, I, I know exactly what it's like. Take a nice Big drink of that beer. Yeah, I will because I do all the time. <laughs> and, he, and he downs it real quick oh. in like one and one oh. gulp. And you oh. you just see like the huge gulp like move down his neck like in a cartoon, just like <laughs> it stops the like <laughs> Yeah, it's like going on. <laughs> and just he's like hair yeah. starts sprouting. Um <laughs> yeah. this um Alice is going to turn back to Charlie. This, uh, you really seem to be running the show here. Oh, no, they just, uh, they just like having a, uh, a lady's touch. 
with these uh, big gross men. Alice is just gonna really like take in the room around her and everyone. Is everyone like watching what Charlie is doing? They're not watching, um, but they are attentive. Yeah. You know, there's like, it is not, there's enough noise that it doesn't seem like they're all listening to you, yeah. but there's not enough noise for the number of people that are here. Right. Okay. So they're kind of uh, making an active choice to be aware. Well, it's been so great catching up with you. I really, I really miss, I, f I really feel like if you've got the time, even just stop in and do a casual class every now and then, because we, I know Madame Marie misses having you around, uh, and so do I. Oh, I um, uh, do you have to leave so soon? I uh, I was hoping we could spend a bit more time together. I mean, uh, I had a couple of questions that I, I really wanted to ask you too, Alice. Oh, oh, I mean, uh, sure, shoot. What what did you what did you want to ask me? Uh, you watch as several of the the guys immediately stand up and they go over oh, to the no. they go over to the door and oh, they no. close it. You see that a few others start to close <laughs> the windows. Oh no. <laughs> Evan's like, so it is a photo shoot because I don't want all that light coming in. <laughs> it was yes. at this moment, Alice knew she fucked up. She turns, uh, she turns, and she, uh, she like this, this beer she hasn't instantly destroyed, right? Um, she's just sort of holding it in her hand, and she says, "It's funny that you, uh, you came when you did. You know how I mentioned that some of my boys, they, uh, they got into a bit of trouble and they haven't come back. Well, it's funny." Because I heard you were also caught up in some trouble recently. I wanted to ask you what you and your friends knew about some guys walking around in gray suits, asking very similar questions about the weirdness going on. Alice is going to absolutely drop any form of facade that she had about like not knowing what was happening. And Alice is going to go, are they after you as well? The, she, she looks over and she says... Uh, she actually leans back. Like, she's now got, like, this this big energy that's changed and shift. It, before, it was very much like, you know, that that two friends sitting at a bar, and now things have changed. You see she's got her boss pants on. As she says, well, that depends. You see, I know who your friend is, she says, looking over at Trevor. And, of course, Mr. Fabulous over there. Yeah. Uh, he says, pointing at uh, Evan with uh, his modeling career. Some interesting friends you keep. Look, I, I didn't ask for this. It just did. They mentioned you by name. Each of you. You've spoken. She doesn't say anything, but one-eyed Dan walks over. Yeah, they, uh, they got hold of us in uh, a back alley. We were uh, hanging out by the, the petrol station, and uh, this van pulls up. Big black van, tinted windows. Several guys jump out. We didn't know what hit us. Some thing. Next thing I know, six guys are on the ground. Pain pouring out of my eyes. I'm laying there, and if it wasn't for, well, everyone coming, they would have grabbed me too. They took who they could, threw them in the van, and drove off. Before they did... They were asking. They were looking for someone. Someone named Trevor. Alice just looks at Trevor and looks at Charlie and Dan. Shit. I'm so sorry. I mean, I don't... We don't really know who they are or what they want. We just... A few weeks ago now, we're at a retirement home and it collapsed because of some creature... We didn't realize until it was almost too late that um, the people that we thought were trying to help us, these um, 
firefighters and stuff were out to get us. We, we don't know what they want. We just know that they're after us. Trevor, once this conversation starts, Trevor is going to like regain his focus and realize like, oh, we're, we're actually in danger now. I am going to ask PB and my thoughts. Hey, I need you to conjure the bard for me. And I need you to do it discreetly where they won't notice. And I, we need to understand their thoughts on what they plan on doing with us. And I want to de cast detect thoughts on Charlie. So you'd like me to try to summon the bard without gaining attention. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little what chuckle. That was so cute. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, PB's going to give it his goddamnedest. Uh, Duke, let's make a sneak uh, roll if we can. Oh, I got a seven. Seven is a pass. Uh, there is this almost pungent sweet smell that now permeates from Trevor as the bard shows up. You see this very tiny little... <laughs> as this like curl in your hair just sort of appears as well. It's it's about as subtle as the bard is going to be. Um, and you cast Detect Thoughts. As you do so, your energies fly outwards and you begin to sense what they are, they're thinking. And you are hit with a surprising shock. They all seem to be thinking in unison uh, with Charlie. The thought currently being, these guys are spies working with the gray men in order to try and drag people out. They have heard of the griffin being attacked by Alice. They have heard of the skeleton that lived quietly by itself in an abandoned mine oh, being attacked frick. by uh, by Evan. It's, they've heard of the shambling mound moving through the city streets only to be weed killed by uh, Liam and of course, the old lady, the innocent, <laughs> the old sweet old lady. <laughs> that Trevor took to lunch. That, that Trevor- <laughs> I took her to lunch. That, that Trevor had arrested. <laughs> you told me she was a serial killer. She murdered those innocent serials. All right, honestly, honestly, it's, it, the lady, the, the old lady thing is less of an issue than you just having your podcast. Like that's- mm. I, I get the serial thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just connect that? Oh, Matt. I didn't know why you guys were laughing so hard. I was like, she's having cereal. What's so funny about that? Alice kind of uh, can obviously sense, as I'm sure everyone can, that they're in a bit of a, a situation. She's going to keep kind of explaining what happened that day. Sure. So this is this is in the this is in the foreground to uh, what Trevor is doing as Trevor has cast the detect thoughts and has gathered that information. As Alice is still talking to Charlie and everyone, Trevor's going to ask Liam, I need you to draw a circle for me really fast. Like a big, like kind of a bigger circle where two people could stand in. Without anyone noticing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. He, he's just like, one second. Anyone got some chalk? Can I just... How? Okay. Can, can... Liam is... No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Liam is uh, is gonna call out to his fate. Could you could you please come here um, and just look intimidating enough that nobody will uh, come after me right away? You immediately watch as the lights begin to flicker on the fluorescent lights that are over the bar. Uh, with the with the windows now pulled and shut, this darkness flickers, and when it flickers on, 
standing behind Liam is the uh, the Norn with the hooded cowl with the eye emblazoned upon it, with her long multiple stitches over her limbs, long needle-like fingers and stitched together lips. As she stands, immediately the the all of the guys in the in the bar are startled by this disappearance. You could see that uh, that Charlie isn't really afraid, uh, but more goes into a fight stance, like like basically ready to to rumble uh, seeing this thing. Liam is gonna stand up, pull out uh, a pencil from his pocket, and he's going to draw a circle as as hastily as he can on the ground. Evan's kind of taken aback because he. He was believing Dan's story and he wanted to give Dan another hug. And then he s- sees the uh, the Norn pop up. So he's kind of like, guys, like, what are we doing? <laughs> and he sees Liam kind of fidgeting around. And so kind of walks like to the left, a little bit to the right, kind of like, oh, like, kinda, like trying to obscure his vision and stuff like that. Yeah. OK, I dig that. Yeah. Obscure their vision so they don't see what's going on. Alice is has no idea like what they're doing you and me both <laughs> and alice is just gonna be like whoa whoa so you can see them too uh she uh, uh yes and i'm uh, when we're not gonna go down quietly and uh we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fly into a into, into a thing but before we do trevor trevor so with the circle that liam drew trevor as a bard is going to cast Zone of Truth in the center of this circle. Uh, as you do so, a large bell can be heard, almost like a uh, like the bell you would hear at a dockyard. As this happens, this bright green light <clears throat> fills out a wide area. Uh, everyone kind of braces for whatever impact would happen, but nothing happens. Uh, the wave simply passes by and over them till. Uh, It's pretty large, isn't it? It should fit most of the people. Yeah, it's going to fit everyone in this space inside this bubble. She, uh, Charlie looks over and says, I'm going to rip your head off. Uh, Congrats. (laughs) Whoa. Congrats, Charlie. You just told me the truth, which is what this sphere is. (laughs) Make make a convince check. This is actually pretty good. And... uh, Uh, Alice, I'm going to say that because you're friends and because you've been kind of trying to defuse the situation, uh, Duke, you can add a plus one for your ally helping you here. Cool. Well, I rolled a straight 10. Okay. Well, she goes, um, a what? This area is now a zone of truth where we all can only speak the truth. (laughs) She, uh, she looks over at some of the the guys and one, one of them steps forward and says, I actually really like your podcast, and I was wondering if I could have an autograph. Thank you! See, I knew there were fans here! And immediately all the others kind of look at him, and a couple of them are like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Are we taking photos? (laughs) Can we get a photo? And she watches, she turns back and she looks at them. And it's just... Evan's like, so it is a photo shoot. <laughs> that was the whole setup. This whole game was to get Evan into a photo shoot. The third okay. act photo shoot. All right, fine, fine. So why are you working with the gray, gray men? Oh, guess what? We're not. <laughs> then why are you beating up and kidnapping Mythos? <sighs> 
<laughs> this is, remember, this is a circle of truth. I know. <laughs> it is a circle of truth. Well, you just got to be honest. Very true. He is invoking the bard, so the thing he's going to do is he's going to go into, like, slam poetry and saying his answers right now. Are you going to actually do slam poetry for us right now? I have no idea what slam poetry is, but it just feels right. <laughs> poetry that combines writing, competition, and audience participation. Okay. Trevor's going to invoke... The, the bard even more, have his little squiggly hair, like even more squiggly, and he's gonna go... It's glowing. It's just a glowing, right? We here have been granted powers. Isn't that right, Evan? Yes. <laughs> it is right. And with these powers, we were given the great, but also dreadful opportunity to... Do what exactly, Alice? What was the question? Great job! And Liam! <laughs> was there a question from, from... Why? Oh, man, I can't talk in my normal voice. I can answer the question. <laughs> Evan? Evan uh, is also trying to, like, match the energy that just kind of, like, came out of nowhere. He's also like, yes, and... We are putting these guys back in the monster manual, which is a book... That is this in D and D, and he does like a little spin and, and a bow. Back back to you, Bard. <laughs> we haven't been going and capturing these monsters in a bad way. No, we are capturing these monsters to take them. And he's gonna point at Alice again. Uh, home. Home. Thank you. We're we're not trying to hurt them. We're trying to stop them from hurting people in Dunsport, and because they don't belong. We're not working with the, 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 the gray men. They tried to take us. They're also killing a lot of people who are good for business for me. So that's that's not good. I, I want to make sure that my business stays profitable, you know? She listens to your words. And as they fall upon her ears, she then asks the real question. And what are you going to do with me? Well, we kept a bunch of roaches from uh, getting rid of their thing. So, uh, I mean, I really, I think it kind of depends on you. We were just told by the roaches, as a matter of fact, to come here. They didn't say that you were doing anything or hurting anyone. And as far as we're aware, you're not. As soon as you say the roaches, One-Eyed Dan says, roaches? Like roaches as in roaches that like eat metal and stuff? Yeah. Evan's like, yeah, like exactly. You got it, Dan. He, he seems like he's trying to hold on to something. But again, the zone of truth kind of compels him. The last things the gray men said before they took away our guys was that they were going to attack the hive where the uh, the roaches lived. Oh no. Some scrapyard at the edge of town. And you watch as he stops and he covers his mouth, realizing, again, he he didn't want to say that. Thank you for the participation. <laughs> Evan just starts clapping his hands. <laughs> They've been helping us. As well as any destructive monsters that may be roaming. Well. They've been our eyes and ears there too. Yeah, but we, we moved them to, to, we helped them move to the scrapyard, right? So that they yeah, to protect weren't them. damaging, uh, they weren't to protect them and to protect everyone else because, you know, they were destroying buildings, but we right. helped them get to the scrapyard so that, so that they could, you know, destroy the scrap and eat without, you know, causing harm to other people. Qu quick question. Um, you're, you're a very capable woman with a, a very capable crew. And you also don't like the gray men just as much as we don't like the gray men. Would you help us protect our friends? Just like you try to protect yours and your own. Make a uh, convince check. Four, five, six. Oh, oh, um, well, six. Six is enough, right? 
No. Evan's like, well, may- maybe if you guys help us, uh, you guys, the whole crew can be on an episode of the podcast. That You too, Dan, you can still do podcasts. <laughs> All because you lost your eye doesn't mean you have to stop. You can still be on a podcast. And if you guys join us, you can be on the next episode. <laughs> All some of the gang members seem really interested, and Trevor seems confused as to why you're offering special guests <laughs> you're on his offering a, on my pod, Like, just full on, like, pumping up Liam. Like, you got the sleeve to just full on, like, mm-hmm. over, just full on, like, dead face pan looking at Evan being like, yo, man, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what that podcast would be like? Hey, so uh, welcome to the studio today where um, where we're back for Creatures in the Fog. Joining us today are seven very large men. <laughs> Hi, my name's Dave. <laughs> Unfortunately, while that works for some of the guys, it does not work for Alan, uh, work for Charlie. Charlie, however, says, look, Alice, just because we're friends, and I believe what your weird friend and his powers have said, whatever this monster Manuel thing happens to be, and why you're doing what you're doing, that's none of my business. You make it my business, and she leans in, like, close to you, and she'll take your beer, (laughs) and she'll say, you'll have a problem. Now take your friends and get stepping. And you hear the t- from the belly button again, is she? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Alice will say, that's fine. We were just leaving. A- Alice is, has, is now feeling really protective of her crew. That's fine. But if you do anything in any way to hurt my family, I will destroy you. There's this very tense moment where these two are just locked in a gaze. But ultimately, she doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, Liam is going to pull out a card in case you change your mind about the whole helpiness thing. Here you go. And he's going to toss the card onto the table as Alice and I didn't put down Charlie. Yeah, as Alice and Charlie are locking eyes, he's just going to toss the card right into the middle. Just in case you change your mind about the helpiness thing and you want to be brave and noble. Evan goes, Dan, so nice to meet you, man. (laughs) You gives know, him one it, more to, hug. To be honest, it was actually really cool meeting you, man. Like, oh. he, he gives you a hug. Oh, yeah. Like, like I've, I've needed a hug for a while, but it's really hard to ask for a hug and be vulnerable in a place like this where everyone, everything's built upon your, like, ability to stand on your own. And, you know, when you have the one eye, people build a narrative, you know? Like, they build this whole idea that you have to be the big, <laughs> tough, strong guy. But sometimes... Oh, yeah. It, it, you can't, you can't just, you carry that weight on your shoulders just because you have one eye. If, if, you know, if anything, you need that extra little bit of like comfort from, from someone. And yeah, I mean, even, you know, even the strongest people, they're strong because you got a lot of love, man. And I'm sending it your way. You know what? You know, you know what, little dude? Like, you've been, you've been super cool. Here, take, take one of these. And he gives you a shirt. <laughs> oh, thanks. Like a little, 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 little dead man's renegade shirt. Yeah. He like rolls it down. He puts, he's like, do you think it'll fit? Uh, yeah, but don't wear it on the <laughs> north side of Dunsport. As Trevor is in the bard, like conjuring up the bard right now, he just heard Alice say, don't touch my family. And his heart sank. Because he immediately went, oh, cool family. So I'm a brother to you. Uh, okay. That's not, no, oh, god damn it. That's not, no. But he's not it's okay. Say Liam also feels bad for different reasons. Alice can't freaking win. <laughs> she rejects the stallion for Trevor, and then Trevor doesn't do shit about it. Evan goes and hugs Alice because he's never really had a family of his own. 
get yourselves into the car as quickly as possible. The thoughts linger in your mind about the encounter with Charlie and the Knolls. A lot of the time you've been dealing with people who have been abusing the powers that they were granted to them. The Griffin, of course, same exact situation. Um, the, the, the Skeleton of the Mines, all of these people have been uh, using their powers to cause harm to the city. The Cockroaches and the Knoll have, have shown you something else. There are people out there who are just trying to get by trying to live their lives, trying to have their own families and deal with the situation that they're in. It's easy to also see why Charlie mistook you for having the same agenda as the men in gray. These insidious figures that jump out of the dark, attack with ferocity, and steal away people and their powers. What is the line between our heroes and these mysterious villains? As you pull yourself into the scrapyard, you are greeted by the sound, sounds of silence. You get out of the vehicle and make your way to where you normally meet a horde of these cockroaches, but none remain. Instead, what you see are thousands of dead roaches. You see a few of them still twitching. You suddenly hear the sound of a very weak squeaking coming from underneath what looks to be a laundry machine that has been toppled over. Trevor is going to conjure the druid and cast Speak with Animals. You hear the coughing <coughs> coming from underneath the laundry machine. Trevor moves the laundry machine. Liam's going to help a little bit. As you guys do so, underneath, you see a familiar cockroach. Hey, hey boss. <coughs> I'm sorry, but we goofed up. They found out where we were. No, what, where, where did they take everyone? We don't know. They, they got Larry. <laughs> You can't go through that again, boss. No, not Larry. <laughs> Truth is, we roaches, we're like family. We didn't have the mythos to share. <coughs> it was always Larry. He gave us the power. <laughs> we didn't know who to tell. We thought safety in numbers. You know, if we were all together, we could look after each other. But they came, boss. They knew. They found him out after killing so many of us. And they took him away. <laughs> They took my boy. You watch his tiny little hand, little claw, like reaches up to try and try and reach out to something. I'm gonna bring my finger to him. I, I can't see you, boss. It's getting dark. No, it's okay. It's okay. Just, just know Larry's gonna be okay, and you're gonna see him soon. Maybe not soon, soon, but you're gonna see him soon, and he's gonna be better than ever. Okay. I think I see the others too, boss. Listen, you gotta know something. They got a weapon now. We can't hide from them. There's a, a, a beast. It's, it's hunting us down, boss. It's hunt. And you watch as he slowly stops moving. And you watch as his tiny little legs suddenly pull inwards and sort of curl up against his thorax. Golly, Trevor is like tearing up at this. Liam is going to pat Trevor's back, kind of rub it a little bit. As, as Trevor is Allison and Evan. The two of you begin to look around. The sight is awful. A lot of these cockroaches have been ripped to pieces, and you notice that it's not just them. Several of the walls surrounding the scrap heaps, uh, the small little huts that's there, seem to have really strange markings on them, like a beast's claws having dug straight through the metal like cheese, basically. You could see paw prints massive 
that seemed to be littered around the place, multiple in various locations. And you notice something else, a crumpled up bit of paper. It looks bizarre because, because the cockroaches were here was very, very clean. And as you go to bend down to pick it up, it seems to be a notice of a festival that is happening in the center of town. You see bright lanterns and a statue of Didi, as well as a date, two days time. On the back of it is nothing more than a gray handprint. Alice will, I'm gonna assume that either her or Evan have picked this up, turn to uh, Liam and Trevor and just think they want us to attend this festival. It's um, in the center of town in two days' time. The statue was in the picture, correct? The statue of Dee Dee. Well, we're definitely not going to that festival. I think that's a trap, and I think we should avoid it at all costs, and I don't think we should go. I, I don't think we have a choice, Liam. Uh, they're killing innocents. They're taking and they're killing innocents. We can't. And we get them back on our own terms. I, I don't think putting ourselves in the line of fire is the smart way to do this. We avoid that party at all costs, and then we go get them after. Liam, we have been given these powers for a reason, and that is to protect innocence. I'm going. I don't care what you do. I will be there. If I can help get any of these people back, Alice, if you go, you're, any of these creatures back, if you go, you're going to die. At, at this point, you see manifesting behind her is this visage of this large fairy. The form of Peter Pan appears behind you and draws forth his sword, and he says... Well, you know what I say, no one lives forever. To die would be an awfully big adventure. That's it! And you watch as E. Peter just sort of flies into the air and you see these like fairy dust like sort of exploding from his back. You actually see now him in his like almost full fae form with his elongated features. We are no pushovers. Each of us have the ability to do this. And of course, if we're willing to take this adventure to them, we're going to make sure that we're going to cut them down and make them rue the day they ever faced off against us and what we've got. Uh, no, we're, I, we're stronger together, Liam. We have to. No, I, I'm not sure you understand. If you go to the party, this is this is the boy with the time powers talking here. If you go to the party, you will die. And if if we don't, they'll die. Fine. Get yourself killed. I, I don't. And Liam is just going to solemnly walk away. Evan, the duck sort of waddles up beside you and sort of leaps into your lap. Evan picks, him, picks up the duck, brings him in close and kind of pats his head. He's like, hey, it's okay, little guy. You know, you're so strong. Did you know that? You did such a good job. These past couple weeks, thanks for coming to all these model shoots too. I really appreciate it. You take a moment holding on to the duck. You feel that same sense of tension in the air, the sense of loss. You have learned so much from each other and from your Mythos companion, but are you truly ready to face what did this? You look around and you can see the large scars, the scratches. These are not wild swings at a swarm of roaches. These are deliberate, vicious attacks. Whatever did this, has a true mastery of the mythos that has been wielded. There's a certain fear that lingers in your heart. But seeing Peter, feeling that sense of, I guess, heroism emanating from them, it gives you comfort and realizes that if you don't have to be strong for yourself, 
than this little guy that you've got in your hand, this little fluffy, cute little guy, this innocent little creature. Maybe you could be strong for him. Trevor is still just going to be on his knees trying to feel like this is all a dream and trying to make his speak with animals reach even farther to hear at least what was once a lively bundle of family talking to one another to just complete silence. And he just doesn't know what to do. You feel PB's hand touching you on the shoulder. Do not despair. You see, sometimes in troubling times, there are spells and magics and powers that could heal. But some wounds, they, they have to scar, make us tougher, stronger. Your, your friend here was truly brave. He hung on as long as he could to share his message with you. If this is what a hero is, I don't want to be it anymore. And with that, that is where we're going to end today's episode <laughs> and the end of Act 2 of Monsters in the Mist. Thank you very much, everyone. Oh. <laughs> Tune in uh, next arc to see me die. And the next arc, we're not even filming till next year. So. Yeah, so everyone listening, watching, whatever uh, platform you're uh, watching this episode on, we will be taking a bit of a break from Monsters in the Mist for a hot minute because we have just partnered with the Dungeon Coach and his new TTRPG called DC20. We're going to be doing some videos about that. So we're really excited to get some of that stuff out. So hope you guys enjoy those videos. But we will be back to filming Monsters in the Mist January 13th, 2024. And... For Arc 3, we are going to be live streaming these episodes live for all of you. You could tune into them, listen to them as they happen, and you get to interact with us in some way. So be on the lookout for that. We'll keep you guys informed, but we hope you guys have enjoyed Monsters in the Mist. Please let us know what your favorite moment was in Arc 2. And we're excited to get back to uh, playing this in uh, in January. And having you guys with us, it's going to be great. But Woo! thank Woo! you guys for for everything. Act one, and Act two has been amazing, and I'm going to definitely be using the time until January to make Act three a truly freaking epic end to season one. So there you go. Sweet. Now, yeah. now Jake can play the outro. Monsters in the Mist has Michael as our MC, Tori as Alice Carroll, Andrew as Liam Beck, Matt as Evan Drake, and myself as Trevor Anderson. We want to give a heartfelt thank you to all of our patrons, especially Christian, Corrine, and Daedron. If you wish to further support Monsters in the Mist and unlock exclusive content, consider joining our Patreon community. Information will be in the show notes of the episode. Until we meet again, questers, fare thee well, and we will see you in the next episode.